Welcome to That One Suicide Girl's podcast. I'm Penny Suicide, That One Suicide Girl, and I'll be your hostess. Joining me for episode three is AC Slade, multi-instrumentalist of Dope, The Murder Dolls, as well as Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. I'll be getting to the interview with AC in just a minute, but first I want to give a quick shout out to suicidegirls.com. If you're not yet a member, you should be. Please join our awesome online community where we are redefining beauty. $29 for a whole year with our stay-at-home special. That's right, $29 bucks for the entire year. Gets you access to not only my pinup photo sets, but thousands of my super hot friends all over the world. You can join our forums, read our blogs, and get to know us better, or shoot us a DM. What are you waiting for? I want to see you there. Link will be in the bio. Please sign up after the podcast if you have some time. I'm going to play a taste of what AC's been working on. This single is called One Fist in the Gold, so we'll give a sample of his music, and then we will jump right into the podcast. Enjoy! Slade, multi-instrumentalist of Dope, The Murder Dolls, and Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. Thanks so much, AC, for joining me. How are you? I am fantabulous. Oh, that's a, that's a great adjective. Yes. <laughs> fantabulous. I, I want to I, I copyright it. Oh, excellent. Great. Um, so have you had your coffee yet today? Uh, well, actually, you know, I, I know that we were both confused on time. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so I, I, I took my extra 15 minutes to make a, uh, an affogato, which Ooh. is uh, ice, ice cream with a shot of espresso on it. That sounds so fancy and delicious. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man, it's so good. It's like my new jam, especially over green tea ice cream. Ooh. Oh, that, that, yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, yes. And so is that how you, how you usually like to take your coffee? No, usually, like, I, I, I just have, like, a, a French press, just... Uh, black coffee usually, but like, you know, it's getting warmer out and, um, I've put on the, uh, COVID 15, like everybody, <laughs> which is even harder to lose than the freshman 15. Oh so, no. Cause yeah, you've been at you home. Know, I kind of, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm going to hell, uh, <laughs> with my, um, health habits. So I'm just going to like get in the front of the train and drive that train straight to hell by eating, uh, ice cream perfect you know if you're if you're gonna go you might as well go doing what you love which sounds like eating ice cream (laughs) (laughs) eating 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 ice cream with espresso yeah boom that's awesome uh and then you have a cat fight coffee right that is correct yes that sounds so cool how did you get the name um cat fight i wish i had had like a a better name for it but to be honest with you um, I, I, I left a, a company that I really was in love with the branding of. I, I, I worked really, really hard on it. And um, the first thing was like, I don't know if you've ever been so vested in a project and you have to walk away and you're like, and you're like, oh, but, but I love what I do. So how do I restart this, you know? And, uh, and actually my wife, who, who's my business partner in this, she's like, just write down a bunch of words that you like. And so it was like black raven, like, like, and then like mm-hmm. just trying to like interchange all of them. And I don't remember what happened, but it was like, what about the word cat? And I was like, well, no, like, what are you going to call it? Like cat fight? I was like, actually, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, and, that's the spirit. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of, it, it goes along with the whole, you, you know, I, I wanted to have uh, a real rock and roll bad attitude type, uh, coffee company in it. And it, to be, to be fair, it's, it's funny how things work out, you know? Um, I, th- I feel like, you know, I, it's a business, you know, like I don't ever want to say, I don't want certain people to, to have my product. Cause I, I want to be inclusive, but I don't want to pander to the masses. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you like want to do it, it your way. Yeah, exactly. If, yeah, you know, and you know who's, I feel like Black Craft Cult's like a really good example of that. Like people came to them or, or Metallica, you know, like, right. like, like, like things like that where it was like, they never really went off the course or if they ever did, it was kind of after they had achieved uh, their, their foothold in, in the world. And, and I feel that same way about the coffee company, but it's definitely rock and roll 
for bad attitude people, it's for people with tattoos, people, <laughs> can I curse? Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is for people who don't give a fuck and, but it's actually high quality coffee. So I feel like there are some companies out there that do uh, coffees that they kind of have the bad attitude rock and roll thing, but their coffee is just not really exceptional quality. Yeah. And you know, part of the reason for that is you, you go to an, a, a really high end coffee shop and it's some hipster shit attitude and it's a real turnoff, you know? Definitely. So I, I saw, I saw a, a gap there and it was like, well, why can't it be fun and awesome and rocking and still be exceptional quality? So, yeah. I like that. That's amazing. Do you have any cats yourself? Are you a cat oh, person? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Got, Tell me what your kitties. We got Frankenstein and we got uh, Vampira. Oh, I love the names. Wow, you're just on point there too. Are they are they both black? No, you know, uh Frankenstein is um Frankenstein is an Egyptian male, so he's just kind of a tabby. Mm -hmm. Um and then Vampy, uh Vampira, she's a, a tuxedo <laughs> cat. And my black cat that I had was named Rootbeer. And <laughs> That's so cute. I know. So, so it's the best just, name, right? Just this rock and roll guy. Like, my, my cat's name is Root Beer. Like, uh, I, I love it. I know. And, and he was so awesome. And I, I miss him every day. Aww. And it's interesting how things change. You know, when, when Root, Beer, Root Beer just, we woke up one morning and he was dead. He was fine. And we just woke up and he was dead in the house. And um, the night before, like, we, we had had like dinner and he sat on my lap while I was eating dinner. And then him and I watched a movie together. Like Aww. he was my boy. You had and quality, quality time. Like that's totally, that's and, nice. And, and I, and, and I, when I look back on it, like, like, you know, sometimes you look back on things with regrets and I was like, man, I gave that cat, like we, I'm a really good cat dad. You know? <laughs> yes go off king just cat yeah. dad <laughs> i'm a good cat <laughs> no, right? not like that no but, uh, but i love it cat uh, dad. <laughs> but but i felt I, I i realized that there and, and i wanted to sulk for a while and be like you know i'm not gonna get another cat till till i till my wounds have healed and then i realized that there's really a need for adoptions and yeah. it wasn't about me this time it was about well now i have another place in the house for uh uh an animal that needs you know to, to be save taken a life in. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly that's awesome and yeah adoption is so like necessary and vital and i love people that love animals and want to like help and do things in the world to make the world a better place um yeah and also especially people that want to caffeinate people <laughs> to, make, <laughs> to make the world a better place because for me I don't do any drugs, but I drink a shit ton of coffee. And I guess caffeine is kind of like a natural drug or whatever. Um, but if I don't have like my two cups of coffee, I'm not nearly as productive. And if I get my third cup in me, I can see around corners. I like, <laughs> I can like go into another dimension. I can create a podcast in two weeks from scratch. Like I can do <laughs> virtually anything. So thank you for caffeinating. And I'm going to have to pick up um, some cat fit coffee for myself. Do you guys mail it or is it only oh, of course. A, yeah, yeah. a store? Yeah, we're okay. gonna um so so we're doing e-commerce uh right now. Perfect. And, I can scoop um, some up then. We we go live uh so so basically we're in the process of waiting for the bags to get printed and they're uh being printed right now and as soon as they come in, uh we'll start roasting and filling the bag. So we're gonna start pre orders this week. Ooh, so exciting. That's yes. awesome. And I love that uh, you and your wife are business partners too. Little power couple. I love that. That's so fun <laughs> to be able to like make stuff together and, and like have a nice little project that you kind of foster together. Oh, yeah. That's really lovely. Super cool. Um, yeah, we're a good team. Oh, that's adorable. Uh, so what uh, what are you listening to right now? You know, it's funny you should say that. Um, I... <sighs> I've, I've discovered this brand new thing. Uh, it, it, it's really, uh, amazing. It's called Spotify. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's where we're, Crazy, people right? are going to be listening to us from is from Spotify. So rad. Yeah. Spotify well, hey, is everybody, best. welcome to 2015. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I put off Spotify for a long time because they pay their artists so terrible. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, you know, y- y- you can't. It's unfortunate, but it's like my uh, my boycotting Spotify is not going to affect them at all. So, and the fact that you can actually sell product off of Spotify, I created one for Catfight Coffee, a, a Spotify channel for for Catfight Coffee, and I was feeling pretty good about it. And then they make that announcement today where they gave Joe Rogan a uh, hundred million dollars, and I'm like, seriously. Everyone has brought that up. Like everyone that I've done the podcast mm. with, like Lex pitched about it. I think Ace brought it up too. Like, yeah, everybody's a little salty about it. Um, yes, which is unfortunate. But actually, actually, you know what I feel like? I feel like I gave Joe Joe Rogan uh, part of that hundred million. Well, I think we all Son did by bitch. listening to him, you know, and backing him That's in a true. certain way. Yeah. Uh, you gave him. I think everybody who listened to him kind of gave him that power because it's like once you get to that fan base and I think they they bought like what like 11 years of his stuff or something it wasn't like wow. it wasn't just going forward it's like they bought I think like I don't want to miss say but I think they bought like his library so I think it's like 11 years oh. worth of like audio footage so it'll be like wow. stored there and that's why they gave him that much is because it's like his entire body of work with his podcast and then I think so everything going forward. he retained the rights to his back catalog? I think no. I think he gave them the catalog for that price, for that like hundred million or whatever. Right, but but what I mean is he had it to sell. I believe so. Wow, smart businessman. Okay. If that's what's happened, I mean, I'm gonna have to fact check this later. <laughs> maybe, wow. maybe put in the intro if, if I mm. if I misspoke. I don't want to misspeak. But um, I read an article about it today too, just because we had been talking about it um, throughout the the week with the podcast stuff. Um, but yeah, Spotify is great. And then on the Catfight Coffee, Spotify, is that where you said you were like kind of DJing, like you were making playlists and stuff, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think? So, so we kind of we got distracted there. So, uh, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, shiny. I've listen- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> uh, I, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, I, I, I go to, it's either punk and metal or it's soul R&B and Motown. And uh, give that's, it, a nice, again, that's a nice hate, divide. Yeah, you know, well, it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, God, Motown music is just, it's so good for the soul, you know? That's why they call it soul music, I guess. Mm-hmm. Welcome to 1970, AC. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's and, and it's cool because, you know, the, they curate these playlists based on the algorithms of what you listen to. And uh, I'm discovering just tons of new music. Like, good. I mean, daily, I'm like, I never heard this before. I never heard that. Right, because they'll go like to like kind of a little outside of the genre that you like, and they'll pull in new stuff and suggest it. Or if you like, just let it go. Then they'll just start playing it for you, and it's it is kind of nice. Like if if you if you want to have that adventure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I mean, like I said, and, and the other thing I, I I've really been enjoying with it too is when I do our our uh, our playlists, I I I basically base it on what happened in rock and punk and metal. Uh, that week in history, and so oh, Sunday. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, thank you. So, I like so that. I'll sit. I'll Sunday morning. Uh, I'll sit there with a cup of coffee, and I'll and I'll just go through the news of of like music news, like what happened this week in music history, and it's it's really it, it's cool because it's a way for me when you do something for a living, right? And I'm sure mm-hmm. it's the same with you with like modeling. Like it's probably hard for you to look at other models uh, with, without some bias. Like you might look at their photos and be like, oh yeah, of course that's Steve Prue. Of course he does that <laughs> light and he does this and does that. Yes. And you're really not like looking at the photo and going like, man, that's a good photo. You know what I mean? Like, like you forget about why you got into it, why you started it and, and what it is that, 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 that got you into it in the first place, you know? And so by doing these, these weekly playlists, like I go back and I look and, you know, discovering like, like the replacements record came out at around the same time as Joy Division. That's really crazy when you think about how different they are musically, Mm -hmm. but they're both considered like post-punk. Right. You know, I don't know. They share the space, but like they totally do it in a different way. Yeah. 
That's yeah. yeah, and that's so funny too because when you say that about like Steve, which we love Steve, and that's of how course, yeah, yeah. he connected me to you, and like that's so great. Just love Steve uh, TM Ronan on Instagram. You should go follow him, and then you can see cool pictures of my butt too. Mm. <laughs> he makes it look so good, but I can totally look at a picture and be like, oh yeah, that's Steve taking a picture of a pretty girl because it's yeah, it's lit a certain way, or like he's just so stylized and stuff. Um, and yeah, that's that's fun. Yeah. But I never, but I never get sick of seeing pictures of pretty girls, and I never get sick of listening to music. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those yeah. are two things that go hand in hand that I that sure. I really enjoy, and I think a lot of people enjoy. Um, Couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite gig that you've ever played? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, December fourteenth into fifteenth of this past year. Wow. Okay, that's very specific. You have like a like a forty eight hour time period. Yeah, well, we played, so I, I also uh, play um, uh, rhythm guitar for the Misfits, and we played my hometown of Philadelphia. Oh. It's technically the day before my birthday. But, <gasps> That's but, magical. Oh. Uh, so it, it, I mean, I, even talking about it puts my, my, makes my, the hair on my arms stand on oh it. Oh, my gosh. And my heart. It, That's so it, cool. Right at midnight, Glenn wished me a happy birthday, and we started <laughs> playing Halloween. Ah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, that's, what the f- that, that's do you know how many good. people that's happened to? One. <laughs> yeah, in the world, in the entirety of the world, like that. In my hometown. In your hometown, and so it's really like you came full circle. Like you probably used to listen to their albums, you know, when you were a kid growing up, oh, and then absolutely. you're on stage sharing it, and like, oh, that's just like fucking legendary. That's... I thought I was going to, like, walk through some vortex or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Or, like, the simulation ends and it, you're, you wake up and you're actually just, like, <laughs> in a pod somewhere being harvested for parts in the future. Like, right. too good to be true. It's like the Matrix. Um, and a tub, a tub full of ice. My kidney's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is, like, a magical show. That sounds really cool. Did you have to do, like, a workout routine to fit in with all the other guys in the band? Because I feel like they're all just so jacked. Like, were they like, okay, AC, you can be... You can you can be here, but you gotta like pick up some weights. <laughs> no, no, I gotta tell you, it was pretty funny though because I totally gained a whole new respect for for anybody who who really works out a lot. I mean, I should probably get because I I work out to stay in shape, right? But I was like, yeah, I could probably get like kind of close to that ripped like in six months. Yeah, no, <laughs> it does not work that way. <laughs> You're like, He's not is, on my body. I don't know. You're like, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's super funny. Um, so do you ever feel then like the like you have to look a certain way to go on stage and play a show? Is that something that you like think of as like an entertainer or musician, like your image like that? I mean, because I, mean, I, I think I think girls are obviously more self-conscious about their image and stuff, but. For, I don't. I, I guess I've never thought about this for like a man like going on stage and having a whole bunch of people stare at him. Oh God! Clearly, you've never seen some of the bands I've played. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know Murder we're, Dolls. We're definitely more high maintenance than a lot of women I know. That's for sure. <laughs> I know Murder uh, Dolls was like a lot more theatrical with the hair and makeup. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so maybe you more so than the other musicians that I've I'm, I've interviewed or will interview get gets that kind of. Um, getting ready and primping kind of thing a little bit more. You know, I'll, I'll say this. I think Ace Von Johnson, I, I think that he puts a lot of time into looking like he doesn't put a lot of time <laughs> in, into I his I love look. it. And I mean that with love. I, I love know. Ace. We yeah. love Ace. He's a good guy. Um. <laughs> He's just got such perfectly grown, like my scruff will never grow in that perfect. <laughs> I love you the know? bromance that's Damn. happening. It's <laughs> so cute. I know. <laughs> that's fun. Um, but yeah, so, so we, yeah, I, I was just trying to think of like, like what you got, you got to fit in with the band somewhat, but the bands I always play it, play, play with, I'm always in already most of the way there anyway, you know, so. Mm-hmm. And did you, were you a hairdresser too for a while? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, you know, my wife and I were just talking about this. We, her and I met in, in cosmetology school and, um. So cool. That's like adorable, by the way. Right. <laughs> Did you <laughs> practice to, on each other's hair? No, because you know we were friends like for mm-hmm. a long time. I but I thought she was I thought she was cute. I thought she was hot. And, and in fact, I used to to go to the water like her where her station was was next to the water fountain. I used to 
go to the water fountain just to check her out sometimes. Oh, that's real see, sweet. See if I could get her to look at me and then like, <laughs> go back to my station. You know, so cute. Oh, so wholesome. Yeah. Um. So you guys met in cosmetology school, and then you did uh, the hairdressing stuff as well. Well, you know, it, it's weird how things work out. I guess I, I guess I just went. To, I think I went to cosmetology school for two reasons. One was to meet my wife. Oh. But the other, um, the other is that. How can I say this the right way? Like I, I always growing up, I always felt like I was dumb. You know, <laughs> like I did terrible in in high school like awful. Like if I got, I worked really hard to get D's, you know Aww. what I mean? And, um, when I went to cosmetology school, not a lot of people know this, but the, uh, the, the chemistry portion and the, uh, anatomy stuff, it's hard. Like it's mm -hmm. actually hard. Like the stuff that you got to remember. And, um, I think to pass, you have to get an 80. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not like in, in, when I was in high school where you could get a 59 and pass. You right. Get, it's get a little bit. Yeah. You, you have to do even like better there. Yeah. Cause you're yeah. dealing with like chemicals and shit that can like melt people's scalps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally <laughs> can yeah. be a huge disaster if it goes wrong. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and I, I don't know, like I just, I hung out with kids that were smart, not smarter than me, but like from the very beginning, I like my classmates were like, Hey, we're going to study. Do you want to come along? And I was like, yes, I do. And I really had to step outside my comfort zone and like hang out with people that were a lot younger than me. They're all girls and, <laughs> um, like study. Like I'd never done that before. And that's probably why I never did good, but, uh, did well, excuse me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that there's just something about, I gained a lot of confidence from it. But what happened was I, 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 uh, I, I'd played in a bunch of bands, done a bunch of different things and played in dope. We got to do a bunch of great shit. I played in the murder dolls. We did a bunch of awesome stuff, tried to do my own thing. It didn't work out. And when things didn't work out, I, I was sort of reserved like, well, I don't know, man, I've never gone to school before. I know what I want to do. I know what I love to do. So this isn't like I got to find myself, but I got to mm -hmm. pay some bills. So what can I do without going to college for four years? And so I went to cosmetology school and I'll never forget. I got, I got done the day I got done. I was assisting and I, I didn't like assisting very much. Felt like slave labor kind of interning. And, uh, I got a phone call and it was a friend of mine and they said, what are you doing? I said, cutting hair. And they said, well, put down your scissors, go home, learn three Joan Jet songs. Your auditions on Wednesday. Aww. And if you, and if you nail it, you're going to Australia next week. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And then you went and to Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then we went, uh, and then I started touring with Joan. So that's yeah. amazing. And then, yeah. uh, d does that ever come in handy on tour? If somebody needs their, their hair touched up or they're like, AC, come here and help me or something, or you're, you're stopping and getting some, you know, <laughs> hair dye at like the, the Sally's beauty or something in the yeah, middle of nowhere yeah. in Oklahoma. <laughs> like, it, it happens. It happens. It's funny because I used to cut, uh, our drummer from Joan's hair. I used to cut his hair and we nice. would be playing and I would be like, look, his hair, be like, ah, when we get done, I got to fix that little something. I'm not happy about there. I'd be like nitpicking <laughs> his haircut while we're playing. I love rock and roll, you know? Yeah, I was, and I was, fun. and I was terrified that Joan would one day ask me to cut her <gasps> hair. Oh, I was that would... terrified of that. You don't want your boss to cut your hair, like, or you don't, you want to, you don't want to cut your boss's hair. Like that's like a lot of pressure, right? Exactly. No way. You know? <laughs> that's fun. Uh, what, what was really cool about playing with her and her band? I mean, j just the fact that it's her. Uh, yeah. She, iconic. Yeah. And, and the fact that my mom and dad could, could like say to their friends, like if they said to their friends, well, they probably wouldn't tell their friends that I played in dope and they, <laughs> they might not, they not say the murder dolls, but no. they, they could, they could say, my son is a black heart, like Joan Jett and the black hearts. And he, he plays with Joan Jett and the black hearts and Hey, do you guys want to watch my son on Oprah next week? Or like, yeah, whatever, that's, you know, that's fine. You want to make your parents proud, you know? Totally. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, that's, that's crazy how it was like you were cutting hair and then like, Several days later, it was like, nope, just kidding. You're going on tour now with Joan Jett and you to go all around. Um, and did you like Australia? I love Australia. I don't not like Australia. It's just <laughs> when, when you're, 
when we toured there with the Murder Dolls, it was awesome. And anytime I've been there since, uh, it's very expensive to fly there. It's very expensive to put shows on. And they put you through a grinder. It's like you play like Melbourne on a Thursday, Sydney on a Friday, mm-hmm. Perth on a Saturday, and you're flying home. And so I haven't really, I don't feel like I've really gotten a chance to experience it. Oh, because they're they're keeping you too fast paced, and you don't yes. get to enjoy a little bit. Um, no. and that makes sense, yeah, because it is really like it is more expensive, like even just like food and everything, and you know, everything. housing and stuff over there is a little bit more expensive than it is in the states. Um, mm. but yeah, it is, and it's like wow, when you have to take that super long flight across the ocean, you want to stay for like at least you know a week or two weeks, like kind of minimum as well. I would agree, um, yeah. just to make that flight worth it, because it's a gnarly flight. Yeah. <laughs> But you didn't get to see any koalas when you were there. I did. I did. I did when when uh, when I was playing with Joe and I went to to the uh, uh, what the, I forget what the name of that that park is. But Joan Joan and the the crew we all went to Lo- Lone Park. I think Lone Lone Park. I, is that was called. I forget. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. We we got to, I got pictures of Joan and I with the koala bears and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Oh, that sounds fun. Yay. Yeah. So you had, a, you had a little bit of a reprieve, sounds like. And they're so cute, and they're so weirdly, like, soft, like a sheep. Yeah. Like, you, would, you wouldn't think that they would be puffy, but, like, when you pet them, your hand kind of, like, sinks down, like, at, like, two or three inches. They're, like, very, like, poofy almost. Their fur is weird. I thought they would be more like, like a dog or something, you know, like, just, mm-hmm. like, like a short hair dog, but they're kind of poofy. <laughs> So you don't cute. own a koala bear as a pet, do you? No, no, I don't. I just went okay. there one time and petted one <laughs> when okay. I was when I was modeling in Australia for Suicide Girls. Um, no, I don't own one. I wish I did. I mean, or maybe I don't because they have to eat all that eucalyptus, and I guess if they don't have it, they can be quite aggressive. <laughs> really? Yeah, and then all my Australian friends were trying to trick me, I think, because they were like, watch out for the drop bears, which they were trying to tell me was like uh, – a maniacal cousin of the koala that was like vicious and would drop out of trees and chase you and attack you. But I couldn't ever really figure out if it was like something they were doing because I was the American who didn't know any better and they were trying to pull a prank on me. And if it's something they do to tourists or if it was like actually real because they'd be like, oh, watch out for the drop bears. You know, they're, they're going to get you and stuff. And when we were out and about. So I don't know if that's true or not. I still I, I will fact check that that as well. But we'll have to Google it later. I felt like I was getting tricked into something or they wanted me to be extra paranoid of the koalas. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I, I was in a band with a guy. We did the same thing with a. He had never been to. Oddly, he had never been to L.A. before. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, and uh, and and we we told him that there were snipes. And what were those? The I bird, don't know. Like, like, they, they don't. They don't actually exist. We kept making it up as we were going along. <laughs> oh, but it was like a prank. Oh, I see. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or I was going to say, like, oh, you told him the rats were, like, big enough to eat him there or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, he was from New York, so he would be oh, used he, to that, he so. already Oh, he already knew then. <laughs> That's fun. Um, and then, so do you have a, a favorite song of, like, the bands that you've played? Like, is there a favorite song for you to play when you're in Dope? Is there a favorite song for when you're playing for Joan that you like to play? Like, of each, of each kind of the, the large bands that you've been in, do you have a favorite song or do you like playing all of them? Uh, yeah, with, uh, with, uh, with Dope, it's probably the song Now or Never, because I co-wrote that. Oh, um, cool. Pro- probably the, the songs that, that, that I, that I co-wrote are, are the ones that I enjoy more. Mm-hmm. Just less out of ego and more out of just feeling more attached to them. Oh, you know? yeah. It's like your heart is like singing, singing in them sort of, you know, like when you're playing, I imagine. My heart is singing in them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have worded that better. <laughs> um, and then uh, with the Murder Dolls, um, Love at First Fright always went over really well. <laughs> uh, with Joan, you know, the hits. It's a little, you know, I got to tell you, the thing that was the weirdest when, when, when I was playing with Joan compared to the metal and punk bands that I played with, you know, with metal and punk bands, it's all about the pit. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Pit, you know how brutal it is. You know? <laughs> and then like you play with Joan and you got to remember like her career spans 30, 40 years. So people that loved the runaways turn out to shows. And when we do like cherry bomb, 
Yeah. Their eyes light up and they stand there and they sing along. Mm-hmm. They're listening to you play these songs. You know, I don't know how, I don't, I don't think anybody really listens to the songs at a metal show or punk show. You're, you're going off, you know what I mean? Right, right. You know? You're blowing off some steam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You're having, and, a, kicking a few drinks back and getting some aggression out usually at exactly. those shows. And, and the Jones shows were about like people listening, you know, uh, so, but, you know, and any of the hits with her, I love rock and roll. People would say, you know, are you, are you, don't you get tired of playing that song? It's like a three chord song. Like, hell no. It's, you know how happy that makes people? It's as fun. Soon as, they hear, as soon as they hear, <laughs> bam, 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 they yeah, know. Yeah, they know. Yeah. And then everybody's head kind of does the little bob thing. And yeah, it's, yeah, I it's fun. That, that is really fun. And I, I wouldn't get sick of something that, isn't, you know, that just brings joy to people either, I feel yeah. like. It doesn't have to always be doom and gloom. <laughs> no, I like that too, but yeah. Yeah, that's good as well, but I like the variety. I like mixing it up a little bit. Sure. Um. Oh, yeah, and then mixing it up. So you are in this book. I looked, I, I looked at your career <laughs> stuff, and you're in this book, Sex Tips from Rockstars by Paul Miles. What, <laughs> do you, what do you have to say about that? Like, I didn't, I, have, I obviously haven't read the book, um, but you're a rock, star, a rock star, and I would like to think over at Suicide Girls here that we are empowered and, you know, kind of sexually sure. liberated ladies. So what, what, do you have a tip? <laughs> a tip? Oh, God, the pun's there. I mm-hmm. could have run with that. Um, <laughs> Funny you say that. Paul Miles, the guy that wrote it, is an Australian. And um, it was kind of funny because when he interviewed me for that book, I was in the middle of going through a divorce. And I did the interview. And then, like, you know how these things go. It was like two years later, maybe, or something. um, The book was coming out, and Paul hit me up. And I was like, dude. I was like, what did I say? <laughs> you I was don't like, because I was remember. in a bad headspace at that time. I was, I was like, I hope I wasn't, a, I hope I don't make a fool of myself in this book because I was in a bad space. And uh, he's like, no, no, man, you're brilliant. So I, I've been told I was pretty witty in that thing. I, I, it's been a long time since I picked it up. Yeah, and I haven't read it yet, but I saw that was like in your, your, uh, wheelhouse of things that you were associated with. And I was like, oh, this has got to be too fun to not talk, to not bring, bring it up on, yeah. on the podcast. It's, it's a cool book. It's, it's, it's not as, I think, I got to tell you, I think guys got a little bit shy <laughs> in that. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't so, I don't know. It, it's not quite as sex, drugs, and rock and roll as you may think. And I think that the reason is that it wasn't framed that way, kind of, you know, like, I don't know. I, I just remember the way that the questions were asked. It kind of guys in rock and punk bands, they like to talk about what bad boys they are, but then you kind of put them on the spot and it's like, Oh shit. I don't know what to say. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Ooh, wait, like I wanted people to pay attention to me and now that they are. And now that they're asking about the specific thing, like, Ooh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now what do I say? It's funny. Exactly. Yeah, there's that, and then and then there's a cookbook uh, that I was into called Mosh Potatoes. So oh, that's you know, fun too. I like yeah, that. So you Mosh know, potatoes. <laughs> that, that used to be the old line, you know. Hey, you want to go back to my house? I make a good breakfast, you know. Ah, oh, there you go. Excellent. <laughs> cheesy, very cheesy, but you know the two books go hand in hand. They do. Yeah, you can tie one into the other. You know, you exactly. Can make something for the morning or the next day after, or if you're really good, then they stay a week and you're feeding them all week. So exactly, <laughs> that kind of thing. Very fun. And uh, you've been all over. So where, where other than Australia have you been? Uh, you name it. Um, my my wife and I. She's from Taiwan, so we got a house there. Uh, I'm supposed to be there right now, actually. And, uh, yeah, I, I love traveling. Like that's, that's my jam. Like I, I, I got the traveling itch so bad right now, you know? Um, yeah, I've, I've been all over. I, I haven't been, you know, it's funny. Our, our, our show in Mexico city, uh, was canceled. I've been to Mexico, but I never played Mexico. So that mm-hmm. was a bit of a bummer. Um, 
I was supposed to go to a, a Suicide Girls shoot fest in Mexico City as well, and then that got postponed because of the travel ban stuff. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you because I was supposed to be there too, and I was excited. I've been to Mexico as well for vacation, but not like for work, and I was actually really looking forward to it because there were local girls there that were going to really like show us around on the town, you know, cool. and give us the not, you know, just tourist thing. Um, so I was I was looking forward to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a bummer. So, but you've done like Europe and, uh, you said parts of Asia, Australia. Have you, you, you've kind of done it all then. Have you, have you done more of South America touring with any of your bands? Yeah. I mean, that was up until, um, probably up until that birthday gig I mentioned. Um, Mm -hmm. when I was with Joan, we toured with the the Foo Fighters and we had a, a private 747. We were flying all around South America and, and that was like one of those, like, yo, you made it, dog. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> <You know>? legit. <laughs> that's totally legit. Yeah. That's totally legit. And, you know, shit like that people can't take away from you. They can bag on you all you want. You can be like, yo, I made myself sick eating chocolate-covered strawberries on a private 747 next to Dave Grohl. Suck <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> suck it. You're like, take that. <laughs> yeah. Love it. That's awesome. Um, and then when you're out um, traveling, I saw that, uh, to tie into this a little bit, you do um, urban exploration uh, photography. You're into photography as well. Yeah. That's really cool. Like, I, I followed your AC Picks page, and I was looking oh, at some you. of the stuff, and I was like, wow, like, you were inside of, like, an old abandoned, like, sugar factory, and it was, like, so eerie looking and, like, super neat and you just got like a lot of cool shots um from all these travels and i think the photography is really interesting oh thank you Mm -hmm. yeah i i love it like it's uh especially the urban exploring because um yeah i don't know exactly what it is about it i think i think there's there's a lot to it i think part of it is that you know obviously you don't want to get caught you're kind of not supposed to be there and oh, so everything you're doing is technically trespassing or probably, probably trespassing. Probably. We, can, we can presume. If you don't know, then, you know, you sound like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. So I don't ask. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. You know. But never mind those bolt cutters in my bag, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know how this got there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's fun because I think, uh, what I was about to say is that I think that with it being, with not wanting to be seen. Either way, whether it's legal or illegal, you kind of want to be stealth. You, mm-hmm. you kind of have to concentrate a little bit more. You're, you're listening to your surroundings. You're looking around you. And for me, it's like a couple hours. I'm not thinking about music. I'm not thinking about the coffee biz. I'm not thinking about anything. Like I'm just thinking about where I'm at at that moment, thinking about taking the shot. And, you know, sometimes you go and... um and and you don't find the place or the place kind of sucks or whatever. And it's something I do with, with my friends that they're, they're, they're music. They're in the music biz a little bit, but it's about the photography and it's a nice break from, it's just a nice break from the world for me. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So it's kind of like your own little meditation, go out, explore, see some cool stuff, get the shots. That's yeah. That's really neat. Um, and then you you had some on there. I think that was from like Chernobyl. Like, oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, because I I binge watched one of the first things I did with the quarantine was I binge watched like the whole HBO series of Chernobyl in like a day, mm-hmm. <laughs> like start to end. And that that show was like so well done, and I I was super fascinated. And I started listening to podcasts about it and like the science behind like what happened and how that happened, and then like you know, sociopolitical stuff that was happening in that era. But then when I saw some stuff on your page, I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, this is just so cool. So, like, what was it like walking around there? I I feel like I got very lucky in that, you know, it was before the movie. It was before the series. And it was more like Chernobyl was just this... Uh, this whisper of a place like it's like yeah this bad thing happened there and i mean there were books and stuff obviously but i i didn't really when i knew when i finally knew that i was definitely going i sort of made a conscious effort to not learn more at that time 
I wanted to go into it with a completely unbiased mindset, you know, and it wasn't until afterwards that the depth and the brevity of the whole thing really sunk in. You know, I was in the hospital where all those firefighters died. Wow. You know, and in the basement, in theory, I don't know if they tell you this to kind of rattle your chains, but in the basement is all their, uh, you know, fire gear that, that they that they took off and left there. Yeah, they I, I had all the radiation. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah, threw it down that's there. That's why I wonder if, it's a, if, if, if they were just kind of rattling your chains. Like, don't go in the basement because that's where all their, uh, their, their radioactive clothing from the firefighters is. But it's very likely or very possible that it is. Mm-hmm. And was it um, very, like, eerie? Or, like, was it haunting? Or did it just feel like a normal place like or, like, a ghost town? Like, what did it... Like, what was the essence, I guess? It, it was, you know, I, I did a, a podcast with someone that did, does, um, uh, what do you call it, like ghost sightings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, when I go to those places, I have this weird feeling of like peace. And Aww. I said that, so the, the, the person was like, oh, I, you know, the, the person doing the podcast, like, oh, I see you go to all these, you know, abandoned mental institutions, all this stuff. I, I really want to have you on the podcast. I was like, I, I honestly don't have any supernatural things to talk about. And the, through talking to them, I was like, honestly, I feel joy and I feel peace. And the one notion, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I really like the sentiment, which is that, you know, there's souls in, in those buildings. And that I do believe. I, I believe that there's DNA or soul, souls might be a strong word, but, but there's a soul to the building. There's a soul to the place. And a lot of these places, a lot of fucked up things happened in, and people tend to bury fucked up things. People mm-hmm. don't tend to acknowledge them. Oh, it makes them uncomfortable. Absolutely. Uh, exactly. And for, it could be that the soul of that building or the soul of that place, when someone's coming there with an open heart to show it to the world, that they might be embracing you. They might be happy. You know, like I went, mm-hmm. uh, one of the places um, is a place that Geraldo Rivera did like an expose on. These people were treated like garbage, like, you know, children like sleeping in their own feces and stuff like that because that's how we used to treat them mentally ill. And it's very possible that that those souls are like, you know, people need to remember us. They need to know that we existed and we're glad that you're here. Maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it it seems like that makes sense if you're coming in with like an an open idea to it and you and you don't come in with a bias or anything like that. Like you said like you try not to formulate an opinion and you just kind of go in and let it be what it what it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it was rad though. It, I mean, it was <laughs> it was really really cool. That that was uh a very memorable trip. And now I'd like to go back again. Now, now that I have a lot more knowledge about, about the place and what happened there, there's a great book called uh, midnight in Chernobyl that I highly recommend. Ooh, I will read that. Cause... That's what the series was actually based off of. So, Oh, very cool. Yeah. It was, it was so well done. And I got like super obsessed. <laughs> like I listened yeah. to all these podcasts and like went off and was like, ah, like, Oh my gosh, I need to learn more about this. It's so frightening and fascinating and weird. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But cool, Midnight in Chernobyl. I will check that book out. Um, and then you, they said that on your thing that you were the one of the captures for the rock band video games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that just sounded kind of fun. <laughs> like, so how did that happen? Let me tell you something. So my buddy Joe Letts from Combi Christ, uh, he hit me up. And it was like right around, I guess it was right before I went to cosmetology school. Uh, but he hit me up. He's like, dude, he's like, I just played drums for this video game rock band. And maybe <laughs> Guitar Hero was out. Like I knew what it was. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, and they need people to 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 be other characters in the video game. And they do the motion capture thing. Do you want me to put your name in the hat? I was like, yeah. So. I went down, and for the audition, you just had to air guitar and lip sync. What? Like, they didn't yeah. even, you didn't even bring a guitar? No. <laughs> they hand you a cardboard guitar. A cardboard guitar. Oh, yes. my God. Amazing. This is amazing. Yes. And I'll never forget, I was about to leave to go on tour right beforehand. Actually, I was about to go on tour with Wednesday, now that I remember. Wednesday 13? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
and, and I, so I could use the extra money, you know? And so they're like, yeah, we're going to pay you a, a thousand bucks, uh, for each, each one that you do. And I was like, hell yeah. And, and I remember <laughs> talking to the, uh, the guy who designed it and technically owned it, you know, and we would have lunch and he was like, yeah, oh, you're leaving on tour after this. Oh, I always wish I could have done that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, ah, this sucker, he's giving me a thousand dollars a day just to hold a cardboard guitar and put me in a black spandex suit. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's what I'm going to do in a week anyway and make far less money, you know? And, uh, and then it got released and that dude got a $24 million bonus just for that thing being released. And then I was like, I went from ha suckers to wait, I got ripped off. <laughs> Well, I mean, they he patted your pocket before you went he to did, tour. He did. So, uh, but did they? So, so you were just the like essentially on like a green screen, and you said you're wearing like a black spandex suit, and then yes. what they put like markers on the suit that then kind of um, like track your your motions, so then they can recreate it digitally for the video game characters. Mm -hmm. Essentially, they're, they're these little balls. Actually, so I was in black spandex with balls all over me. <laughs> Wow, sounds <laughs> relatable. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry I had to go there. Hey, we got to do what we got to do for money. <laughs> <laughs> and fun. Hello. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, so so you, you recorded that. And then did they use, like, your likeness at all for the characters, do you think? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the, if you play that video game, I'm the uh, guitar player in the rock band and I'm the singer in the punk band. And it was really funny because it sold over like eight, 10 million copies or something. Oh, I but played it You can't it, tell it's me, you know, unless you've seen me on stage. If you can see, if you see me on stage, you can see my, 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 you know, motions and things like that. But it was really funny. I was at a, a picnic or something and my mom's like, hey, those kids are in there playing that video game. And so we go in, I, I was kind of trying to be cool. I'm like, hey, you know, that's, that's me there. And, and they, they look at the video game and they look at me and they look back at the TV screen. Look at me again and just continue playing the game. They were not impressed. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> not impressed. So, so do you have like a, like a set of moves that you do for stage? Does everybody have their, their like um, routines kind of? Or do you just feel it and just kind of go with it? Or are you like, yeah. oh, if I do this one thing, it's going to look super fucking cool. Like, or is that, does that not go through your head? Uh, let's see. I would be lying if I, I, I'd be lying if, if I were to say that me being a photographer and aware of social media and knowing what shots I could give those people in the pit, uh, yeah, I'm very aware of that. Mm -hmm. So I got, I got a couple tricks, you know, in my bag, but I also look at it this way. There's a lot of people that can't come to the shows and if I can, you know, throw something out there that has a lot of energy, yeah, sure. Why not? So it's a combination of the two. I like that. Yeah. And I do, I do modeling for suicide girls and I'm also a staff photographer. So I'm like in front and behind the camera, like as well, just like mm -hmm. you, you get to be in front and behind. And I think that, um, it does like once you're behind the camera, you understand so much more about being in front of the camera and like totally. what angles look good, what's flattering and not flattering, that kind of thing. Um, uh -huh. and it really just, I think enhances both like both skills. So sure. I, think, I think that's really cool that you do both. And, and, and you can tell when somebody doesn't know what they're doing pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But that's and nothing. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that because everybody's got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and maybe you can be of help to them too. Yeah, it is nice to give people direction and, and kind of, yeah, lend some of the knowledge and kind of spread it around, that kind of thing. Yeah. That is nice. Um, do you have a preference? Cause you are like a multi-instrumentalist. Uh, you do a lot of things you've done guitar, bass and, and singing. I feel like, mm -hmm. do you have one that is more so your favorite than others? I like singing, but uh -huh. I guess, I guess I'm not as good as it, as I would think. Cause I, I never get paid to do it. So, oh. <laughs> so <I laughs> not <guess>. yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Uh, but I, I, I like, <sighs> The thing I like about bass is I, I think I'm a better bass. I, I know I'm a better bass player than I am a guitar player. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I think I'm a pretty good bass player. And I had to, uh, when I got the, the gig with Joan, I thought uh, this is three chord rock and roll. This will be easy. What I didn't realize is that 
the guys that they hired to play on those three chord rock and roll songs are some serious session cats. So there was one point when I was learning the set where I was like, I think I might be over my head. Oh, uh, yeah. Cause it was like really serious guys. And, um, I learned a lot from them and I, and I studied it and that's where I got into a lot of soul and R and B and Motown because that's where all those cats come from. Um, oh, they have like the best bass lines. Like, yes. absolutely. Yes, they do. Yeah. yeah and, it, and it never, it never stops being getting, it never gets old, you know? And, uh, but guitar, man, there's, there's nothing better than hitting a chord standing in front of a cabinet and just hitting a power chord and it letting you let it hits you in the chest and it uh, <laughs> feels like home. Aww. You don't get the same with the bass. You hit you hit a, uh, an open string on the bass. Dum. Yeah, yeah, it just <laughs> right, <that's> cool. goes. <laughs> if you don't have drums going, the bass that doesn't really mean anything. But a, a guitar, you know. Yeah, that has more oomph just off yeah. the bat. Mm-hmm. That's cool though. That's fun that you get to do so many different things and it sounds like a lot of variety going on and you have all these different hobbies and things going on like the traveling and the coffee and photography and can cut hair like what can't you do sir like <laughs> i can't relax oh <laughs> is that good or bad uh well i know this much i know that when i die my body will come into is it saint peter saint michael whoever it is uh sliding sideways and it's going to be a beat up car He's going to go, what the hell did you do to this thing? <laughs> and you're going to be like, I lived my life. <laughs> hell yeah. To the fullest. Yes. Rock and roll. Oh my gosh, that's fun. Do you have any like really good stories you that you feel comfortable sharing on the podcast? Like any good rock star stories? Like just crazy stuff? Oh my God. I mean, there's so many. And I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean... Everything from like uh, being in an elevator with Barbara Walters and Prince. That was pretty weird. Oh, yeah, okay. Just like, and it, it was just like a two second thing. We were, we were filming uh, The View. Was it Prince? I thought it was Prince. Um, we, we, we were in the elevator and like Bar Barbara Walters works there and, and Prince was doing something there too. So they're all in the elevator and it was just like a normal act that was so not normal. Yeah, you know what I because mean? of the people that were in there and it like, just as a mashup, that's so that's so fun. Yes, yes, <laughs> and uh, I mean that that's amazing. The Murder Dolls were oh my god, that band was just insane. I mean, we they our record company literally thought we were going to die. That's how crazy <laughs> that they took they took life. They wanted to take life insurance policies out on us. Wow, that's th that's because really you partied nice, right? so hard. Like, yeah, or? We're, yeah, we're not going to pay for you for 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 the the anybody to go to rehab or anything. Never mind that. Let's get uh, life insurance policies out on you guys. Well, you know, tragically, it's like when bands are all super messed up, their music yep. usually rocks. Like, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. hate to say that. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that when people are sober, their music isn't good too. But sometimes it's like, man, when like you put a you put an artist in a a dark or troubling place, and they can just make the most killer music. So yeah, well, but then it reaches a point where they can't, you know, and. Uh, like, if you look at it this way, right? So, um, you know, Iggy Pop was great and t to a point. And people forget that. Johnny Thunders was great until he wasn't. You know oh, what I mean? And yeah. people forget that. P Jim Morrison was great till he wasn't. Mm -hmm. And just like drugs and booze, they're fun till they're not, you know? Yeah. That is true. Like, it's not like a sustainable thing. No, it's not. Um, I mean, very few. there's very few Keith Richards and there's very few Lemmys, you know, and uh, you know, people, people tend to think that they're the exception, but they forget about the SIDS, you know, they, oh, they forget about the, mm -hmm. the people that, I mean, Sid Vicious never really even played on a record, you know? I didn't know that, but thank you yeah, for I mean, informing that was, me. Uh, that wasn't him that played on, uh, on, uh, nevermind the bollocks. Really? I mean, he played on a bunch of stuff after that, but, uh, but, but they were like demos and stuff, but what he's known for is being a sex pistol and. He wasn't the original bass player. He didn't play on that record. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And, um, like, are you sober now? Oh, I've been sober 22 years. Wow. Good. Congratulations for you. you. Yay. Thank you. Yeah. I don't claim, like, straight edge or anything, but I don't do any drugs. I just drink eh, a little bit here and there socially. There it's not a problem. Um, yeah, and I don't like to, you know, 
and, and like I said, it's fun till it isn't. And I don't like, you know, one reason why I don't like to make that, it's a part of my story, but it's not the... It's not the defining. It's a, a huge part of my life. Sobriety is how I start my day and how I end it. But there's a lot of people out there that don't have problems, that go out and have a blow off some steam on the weekend, have a great time. And I would never want them to think that they can't listen to my music because I'm somehow or another trying to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. But still, very big accomplishment for you. That 22 years, yeah. it's like yeah. a long time. Good job. Like, yeah, yeah. I got proud. lucky. I got, I got sober when I was young. And, you know, I, it's funny because I was trying to be a Johnny Thunders or an Iggy Pop or a Marilyn Manson. I was trying to be one of those guys and nobody gave a fuck. And then I got sober and that's when I got a, into a band with a record deal. And so I kind of always had it in my head that there was a connection there. You uh-huh. know? Yeah. Like, like an association like, between the two, like they had to go together. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, so you, I was always, I was always the guy, uh, you know, I, I was always the, the, the rabbit gatherer, uh, you know, like <laughs> at the, at the, at the party, you know, I was, to be fair, I was always the f- person to kick the party off and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would start this and then later. I'm always kind of a troublemaker that way. Oh, that's like, fun. Dude, dude, you should totally do a couple couple of shots of Jack in a rail right now. You totally should. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> and is it, like the, is it like the Irish goodbye where you just like slink off and you don't even like formally say goodbye? It's like you just are gone like into. Pretty much. Yeah. That's that's how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Um, was well, there anything else that you want to talk about? Any other like projects or things that you're working on that you have coming out soon, or like anything else you want to you want to touch on? No, I mean I got uh, you know, there's nothing really to talk about musically right now because there's there's everything's on hold. But um, you know I got Catfight Coffee. We're t- uh, starting pre-orders this week or next. And we got a really cool tourist Satana coffee. It's officially licensed. And all the coffees are exceptional quality. The house blend and the um, breakfast blend are both in the top 20% of all the coffees traded on, on the market. So I'm really proud of that. It's really good quality stuff. And the packaging is a lot of fun. I can't wait for, for people to see how the, how the bags are packaged because it's something no one else has ever done. Ooh. So that's yeah. fun. And I loved like the whole graphics and like all the logos and it was very, yeah, like rock and roll, like old school kind of tattoo kind of look yeah. to it. Um, so I already like, I, I peeked at it before we did this, but I was like, oh, I'm like, this is like fun. Like it's all like themed and like super cool. So it looks very yeah. like, it looks like rock star coffee. <laughs> awesome. That's a goal. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the whole idea is like, it, it's two things. One is that if I, I'll never forget, there, there's a record from a band that I really, really love and their catalog is flawless, except for this one record that's just not that good. And I was talking to a, a friend of mine about it and the record just has a skull and crossbones on the cover. And I was like, yeah, what is it about that record? I was like, it's just, it's not, nothing, nothing jumps out at me. And I never forget, he said, uh, he goes, well, I knew it wasn't going to be any good before I put it on. I said, well, how'd you know that? And he goes, if they didn't think enough to put a good cover on the album, how am I supposed to believe that the album's any good? And that has stuck with me with everything that I do. Mm-hmm. It's like, that is so true. And with coffee, there tends to be this, this minimalist kind of dry or kind of uh, farmer's markety type aesthetic. And I want something that people are going to want to put on their shelf like a, like a vinyl record and display you yeah. Know? And that's the goal with, with, with everything that I do with this company is I want it to be something people keep, want to display, you know, are proud to put on the sticker on their car, you know. That's cool. Yeah. You, well, you want it to be something that people are excited about um, yeah. and not just like, yeah, they don't want to think it's going to be lackluster. Yeah. Or, or like, you know, and, and the, the, like I said, the, the quality of the coffee is, is actually amazing. And anybody could put a really cool bag, private label it, throw some mediocre coffee in there and call it a day. But we didn't go that route. You know, it's, it's, it's both. Yeah. And I mean, like, 
people, we got shit to do. We need to have the good, the good coffee. <laughs> like, Amen. Man. You know, like we gotta, gotta get the jump start there in the morning going. Like Hell I know, yeah. I know, I am a bear before I get my morning cup of coffee. Anybody who knows me, who's been around enough to be around in the morning, has been like, I don't talk to her until she gets that first cup of coffee in her. <laughs> you know, it's it's like that. <laughs> well, we got to get you some. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy some definitely. I'll do the pre-order for the e-commerce thing, and then I'll get that link from you, and I'll put that in the bio of this so people can uh, easily click on it and find it too um, to mention it. And yeah, this has been so fun. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that Steve connected us uh, and that you were willing yeah, to do it because I'm just kicking the podcast off. So yeah, the, this is the third episode. Um, so thank you for taking a chance. Of on course. Me. Who else have you had? I had Lex Mancola, the lead singer of Three Teeth, and I had Ace Von Johnson from, yeah, you know Ace, from LA cool, Guns cool. and Faster Pussycat. You, and then I have um, John Siren, the drummer for IMX, um, like touring with IMX, who's also going to do Tim Scold's tour that just got canceled. Um, uh, and he's done like Frontline Assembly and Cyclone 9 and uh, Early Man. He, and he seems like a really interesting guy. I, I don't know him at all, but I've, I've read a lot. Uh, about him and I don't know him at all, but he seems like a really interesting cat. He's so nice. Oh my gosh, he's so nice. Like he's a vegan and he has his own cookbook called The Touring Vegan, which mm -hmm. is like how to eat vegan, like, you know, affordably on, when you're on tour and such. Mm -hmm. um, and has like these great recipes and like little hacks and stuff for the vegan diet. Um, Lots of Oreos, I guess. Oh yeah, they are vegan. I eat a bunch of yeah. Oreos. I'm vegan too. Uh, and I yeah. do eat some, some Oreos. They are good. Uh, but he he's drummed on so many things and for so many people and like, you know, just he's he's been like around for a long time, I guess, like mm. touring with people and working on things. But he's just so like cool and like down to earth and like very like um very chill and very like like a stable dude, like has really good energy. Um so yeah, I'm excited to have him on. He's on he's on Saturday, so I I just yeah, it'll be one more day. <laughs> I think I want I want to start a bromance with him. Oh my god, please do. Please I'm, do. I'm over I'm over Ace. <laughs> You're moving on. Oh my gosh. Am I, I am. like I'm like I the am. friend, the the middleman that's like, "Hey, check out this." You know. <laughs> You kind of like a matchmaker for bromances. Yay, I love that. Um, and you know, John has these like flowing black locks that like uh, when he drums, they just, he has, he usually has like a fan going. And so his hair is like, you know, very okay. black metal, like flying all around. And yeah, he's got pretty hair. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, I mean, it's great that Ace is like, I think it's really cute that he supports the Pitbull Rescue. I love it. But John's a vegan. That's That feels like there's a little more... I don't know. It tugs on my heartstrings a little more. Yeah, it's it, being vegan totally is kidding. like totally dreamy. <laughs> there, it's like it means you're kind and caring and compassionate. <laughs> I've met some flaming assholes that were vegan. I'll tell you that. Oh no, yeah, there are some douches. And uh, let me tell you, I'll tell you a funny, funny story. I I was on tour with a guy who's who was a vegan, and he was totally veganing wrong. And I knew that because I I did uh, I did the raw food thing for a while. I yeah. was vegan for a while, and I know, like, like, so you can be vegan and eat nothing but muffins and carbs and... Oh, oh, uh, yeah, slutty vegan food, like vegan junk food. Yes. Yeah, and you can so have veggie live, burgers and all this shit that has all these preservatives and, like, just carbs and crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so I live next to a, uh, a vegan, uh, uh, not restaurant, but a bakery. And so before we would leave to go on tour, I would get this guy a couple of uh, treats from there. And he thought it was because I liked him. But it, that wasn't the case. It was because it was making him super fucking fat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and and he'd, be like, he'd be like, but I'm vegan. I'm like, and, and, and for anybody who's wondering, it's not Doyle. Um, it's definitely not Doyle. Um, it was it was someone else, and it was a long time ago. So, uh, oh yeah, so I, would, I would be like, I would, I would, I would, I would get him these vegan chocolate-covered Twinkies. And oh, my God. All this stuff. I'd be like, that's really nice of you. And I'd be like, eh, I'm just fattening you up there, yeah, fat boy. Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> he'd be, he'd be, and it was so funny. He'd be like, I'm vegan. I don't know why I'm getting like, fat. What's it's like, well, dude, look at what you're eating. Yeah, you know? and you're like maniacally like laughing in the corner. With like, your, uh -huh. oh my God. And you're like killing him with kindness kind of yep. too because it's this gesture yep. where you're like, I'm <laughs> nice, but like, ha like planning yep. in the background. That's so funny. Oh my God. I love, I love it. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, what else is it going to say? Vegan stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think that was about that. Um, All right. But yeah, John Siren's the next guest and excited cool. to have him and he's really nice and you should check out his stuff and he's a rad drummer. Um, okay, well, like when nobody's looking, slide, slide, slide my number under the table. I will. Like write it on a na- on the back of a napkin and just like slide it over. Be like AC. Give him a but call. But don't tell Ace Von Johnson. Don't tell it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll feel so conflicted. Uh, that's funny. Um, well, cool. Thank you so much. Look, it's my much. choice. Yeah, what, it's what yours. What balls go on me when I wear black spandex? Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Just a man after my own heart here. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. We are uh, kind of up here on our hour, but I really appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your day to come hang out and help me with the podcast and get off the ground. I think we had some really cool conversations and you have such a diverse amount of interests that this was really easy and fun for me to uh, to have this conversation. So thank you so much, AC. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. Have a good day. Absolutely. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. multi-instrumentalist of Dope, The Murder Dolls, as well as Joan Jett and the Blackhearts joining me for the third episode of That One Suicide Girls podcast. I'm Penny Suicide, your hostess. Huge thanks to AC for joining me today and taking the time. Really appreciate him. My next guest is John Siren, drummer of IMX, Cyclone 9, Frontline Assembly, Early Man, and Tim Scold. Stay safe out there, and I'll see you back next time. Thanks so much for listening, and have a good one. Bye! <laughs>